Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I want to get to our great guest. This is Ben Manis. You're with us, Ben. It's so good to have I you am. back. It's great to be back. And, and thanks for digging into these issues. There's so much to talk about, especially with Rush and, uh, you know, the political implications of our rising crime in this city. Yes, now, some of the reporters are saying his name is Rook. Is am I mis? Is that mispronunciation? Mispronunciation of his name is it Rush? You know what? I've heard You're two different. Probably right. I'm, yeah, I'm not, uh, the problem with literary types is we read it more than we talk. <laughs> no, to be, yesterday I went with Rush because that's what I had been told. I'm hearing different stories, but everybody knows we're talking about the same former officer, and and again, his legal team, his defense attorneys. As as we speak, Ben, uh, they're considering their strategies as well, because I, I suspect some of these things will be appealed. But, you know, you had a great piece at BroadenLiberty.com talking about the ramifications. In other words, as we think about the rising crime and skyrocketing record crime in Philadelphia and places like Philadelphia, and then what does it mean for the upcoming midterm as we're, we're coming upon this very quickly Take us through your your great research, Ben, and what you found, what you're looking at. So polling from uh, major sources like Pew and Gallup are showing that uh, this is the highest rating that crime has had in kitchen table issues for voters since, you know, definitely 2016. But um, some sources say going back to the crack explosion of the late 80s and early 90s, a situation where law enforcement had fixed the highest murder rates in, at that time, American history. So we're back. We're back into that exact place we were and that we'd solved 30 years ago. And people are starting to, you know, voice serious concerns about crime, about their safety in cities. But the tone and tenor of it is quite different than it was 30 years ago, because the irony of it is 30 years ago, people um, felt that the issue, the, the explosion of crack and crack cocaine leading to gangs and murder um, was, uh, you know, they needed to support law enforcement to get behind it. Whereas now the issue is kind of self-made because the lack of support toward law enforcement and the betrayal of the oath of office by people really elected to do law enforcement duties. And yes, we're talking about progressive prosecutors has led us to a place where crime has skyrocketed 
because we're not doing law enforcement, not because law enforcement's overwhelmed, but because we've caused this problem. And um, it's time to start, you know, voicing this issue at the ballot box, because while the left has tried to pivot thanks to the, you know, the decision in the abortion, the Roe versus Wade overturning, um, they're trying to make this again about social issues. And they did this in 2020. It's a proven formula. Very highly motivated, mainly millennial voters running out there on identity votes, running out there on social votes. Um, and you've seen this where the people are trying to conflate what happened with the, you know, the overturning Roe versus Wade with things like LGBT rights and marriages. And things. But, but at the end of the day, people can't afford to eat and people are getting gunned down in the streets. So, you know, who is responsible for addressing that? And that's the problem at hand. We have the midterm elections really touch the at-home implications of who should be addressing crime and the economy at a, at a local level. And if we don't start voting for who could actually do the job versus, you know, who says the things that we like and that personally identify with, then we're, we're going to keep decaying as a society at whole. Yeah, and I love the way you phrase that, Ben Manis, because, you know, we have to think of this as a job interview. When, yes. you know, for in Pennsylvania, when we're looking at the candidates, and I love the way that you're looking at this. And, for example, you examined multiple different factors here, but you examined the Twitter feeds of, for example, Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who's a Democrat who wants to be mm-hmm. the governor of Pennsylvania, the lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, who's a Democrat. He wants the job, too. Uh, you examined, you know, all of all of the, the background, the things people have said, as well as those Republicans they're running against, which is Dr. Mehmet Oz and, of course, current state senator of Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano. So tell us what you found when you looked at some of the Twitter accounts, what that tells you. Yeah, it's the biggest problem facing voting in, in, in the electorate right now is political illiteracy. People who honestly have no idea what each elected office is supposed to do on a day-to-day basis, well, legislators versus executives, for example. And that's, you know, the, the problem when you look at Fetterman and Shapiro's Twitter feeds is it is almost entirely national social issues that voice, you know, the money that their PACs are supporting. Uh, so we're talking a lot of talk about abortion, a lot of talk about LGBT rights um, versus, you know, why aren't we able to afford things or why is the crime so much? And this is, you know, really on Shapiro more than more than the Senate race, although Fetterman has a lot of explaining to do about what he's done. You're right, Don. This is a resume. So, you know, I'm paying with my exorbitant Philadelphia tax dollars for these elected officials to have a salary and an office and a detail and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what am I getting for it? Um, So when you look at Shapiro, Shapiro for two terms now has been, what, our attorney general. And we have the worst crime situation in my lifetime in the city of Philadelphia. And I don't see, you know, as the the chief elected law enforcement officer for the Commonwealth, what he's done about it. Matter of fact, he's only started 
sending prosecutors and trooper details to support Philly PD this last year, quote unquote, the election year. Whereas for years now, us in the fourth estate have been challenging him to do something about Krasner. He's never voiced an opposition to Krasner or his reckless policies. And um, he, he you know, has a badge and a gun. So at some point, the man needs to you know, step up and do his day job that we've been paying him for for eight years instead of just running for the next job on issues that really, I'm sorry, don't have a day-to-day matter for Pennsylvanians. There is absolutely no danger of Pennsylvania losing uh, its abortion rights. There's a little to no danger of any LGBTP, sorry, LGBT plus Q, divided sign, whatever they want to call it. Um, those aren't going away either in the Commonwealth. These are codified protections. So what's he talking about? Why isn't he talking about the fact that both him and Fetterman have opposed the Marcella Shale and the development of Pennsylvania Energy? which in Philadelphia has a great deal of implications because the pipeline that both Shapiro and Fetterman supported shutting down the Mariner East would have, you know, contributed to a great deal of development at the Port of Philadelphia. Thousands of jobs to put natural gas on boats on the Atlantic. It would have been the only Atlantic port with a pipeline to a shale. Uh, and, and, you know, the Ukraine could have benefited, obviously, from having some, you know, non-communist gas sources for their heat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a serious issue. These guys have jobs and job performances that no one's looking at while everyone's talking about these issues that actually don't have anything to do with the day-to-day lives of Pennsylvanians. You know, if this was Texas, it'd probably be a different argument, but it isn't. So, you know, stop playing to the cheap seats, guys, and get to work. And that's, that's my main problem with our electorate right now. There was a great piece today in the Philadelphia Citizen mm-hmm. from someone left on the left side of the aisle basically condemning the Philadelphia squad. And we're talking about Helen Gim, Jamie Gauthier, uh, Kendra Books, who are running around having abortion rallies and, and, and talking about the importance for municipal legislation to protect you know, a woman's right to choose. And, you know, whatever your views are on that matter, a Philadelphia city councilman has absolutely nothing to do with that issue. There is no, no legal uh, jurisdiction over that issue in the city of Philadelphia. So why are they spending my tax dollars while they're, you know, five, six hundred people a year are dying um, to, to talk about this while Rome is burning, while, while our pensions are underfunded here, while, you know, our zoning code is... Uh, basically a tool for people to, you know, neighbors to attack each other. And while crime is just out of control, these are things they were paid to do. And they're not doing them because they're using these other issues, these social issues, to distract voters from actually looking at their poor job performance. And that's, that's why crime is, that's why in the article we talk about how crime is a surging issue because you can't disappear a body. You know, you, you could talk all you want about how COVID's to blame here, but these bodies keep falling two years after the pandemic. Right. Well, no more masks or lockdowns are happening. Yeah. Why? <laughs> exactly. Why? And so when you when you look at this, and you actually um, quote a lot of different studies, one of being the uh, Brennan Center for Justice, talking mm-hmm. about violent crime 
you know, how it increased. But you also go through and talk about how the Pew Research Center, for example, uh, looked at whether or not it was an important issue or very important. Can you take us through some of the stats that you see? And what I'm trying to draw, obviously, is you're making you're you're painting a picture of the fact that um, maybe maybe a lot of people will be <laughs> surprised during the midterms or upcoming elections between the disconnect of career politicians and what people are really discussing at the kitchen table. Yeah, if people are motivated by what really matters to them um, as they have responded to these polls, they they should get out and vote and hold their nose. You know, look, uh, every, I make no, uh, no, I don't hide the fact I worked for the Barletta campaign. Um, so Mastriano wasn't my choice, obviously. But, I mean, if it's between Mastriano and a guy who we've been screaming for, you know, five, six years now to do something about the crime in the city while well, he actually had the job title to do something about it and didn't on purpose, I have to hold my nose and vote for Mastriano. Um, you know, same thing with Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, yes, I mean, he, he's not from Pennsylvania. He's from New Jersey. Um, and I'm not sure why he didn't challenge Menendez and go for that seat, but he's here. And if it's between him and someone who put a buddy of a cop killer on the pardon board, um, that's a no-brainer. I'm voting for Oz. So that's what these these studies between Brennan and Pugh, and it really, really needs to be noted. Brennan and Pugh are not you know right-wing organizations. Matter of fact, you know Pugh ranked crime third been the most important behind the economy and quote-unquote gun policy. Why? Because the way they phrased the question actually conflated gun policy with crime. So you're, you're talking about either the first or second most important thing in the Pew study once you, you know, put the actual relative information together, it, it would have been crime. So crime and the economy. And, and, and the two things contribute to each other because people don't often rob each other if they have the money to buy something in the store. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are issues that if your your economic policy is so off base um, because you've been just giving money away as opposed to, uh, you know, actually getting return on investment, which is what's contributed to inflation, uh, or you've you know supported this idea that the police are the problems, which takes us back to the, the argument, you know, that you started the show with today, um, you know, then, then it's it's cause and effect. And that's the problem. I don't, you know, I am not uh, that socially conservative. I'm a city boy. I'm a New Yorker. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably go with the left on a lot of social issues. But when it comes down to it, I like to walk the streets at night without fear. And I like to have, you know, working full time on two jobs, enough money to pay my mortgage and my bills. And that, that means more. These statistics prove that means more to voters than, you know, the, the, the issue of abortion in, you know, a state 1,000 miles from where we're located. Yes. Because there is no risk of the abortion being overturned in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, or New York. It just is not going to happen. The votes aren't there. The, the will is not there. And, and if we... You know, political pundits, and this is really getting into the weeds, and most people don't read this far into an issue. But if you're a political pundit, you know, it's very clear what happened. They overplayed their hand. Uh, you went from the Clinton era, you know, the, the issue of rare 
right? The, the, the abortion was always preserved because it was supposed to be rare um, to, you know, people in states that are purple, like Virginia, arguing that they needed it to be to the day of birth. Sorry, you know, if you're showing you lost your window to make a choice. And that, you know, people got really turned off once that issue got to that, you know, that visual point. Yeah, you know, you so, mentioned you mentioned uh, Mastriano, um, Ben, and I wanted to ask you something because it, we, when we look at the money, I mean, Josh Shapiro has outspent obviously Mastriano incredibly as a war chest ran yes. unopposed. For for Mastriano, he's being painted as this extreme dangerous guy, and I know that you were a supporter, you know, and campaigned for Lou Barletta. Do you would you say that in your opinion Mastriano is or is not what he's being purported as in all of these ads that I mean we're being bombarded with these ads I think it's every third TV ad every third radio ad it's all over the place And you notice they're they're tied again to social issues so Mastriano in the eyes of uh, someone left of center is an extreme person why because he puts his faith and his uh, views on the social issues up front and 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 you know tactically that's probably not the best thing he should be doing um, this this entire election cycle is going to be about kitchen table issues mm-hmm. he needs to concentrate on kitchen table issues he needs to take a page from, you know, the, the irony is the same personal views on things like abortion um, were, were Lou Barletta's views. But Lou, you know, having been a mayor of a pretty blue city here in the Commonwealth and having served in Congress for, for multiple terms, knew that, you know, my personal views should not affect the job at hand. And, and Doug is running for an executive role. He's a manager. And that's the, the thing we really need to look at is, you know, what is your management track record? Now, okay, okay Doug has a military background. So obviously, you know, the, some of the arguments that Shapiro is trying to make that the man is racist, there is no more uh, a, a fairer racially organization than, than the armed forces because everyone fights together and everyone serves together. You're, you're green. You're not black, white, or brown, you know, Asian. So that's that's the the main concern there, but um, you know he he needs to stop talking about the social issues. He's he's taking a page from Trump. He's he doesn't have a filter, and that's what's hurting him, and that's what's giving people like Shapiro cannon fodder. Yes, uh, because if you look at the other side, so look, look at the, the Fetterman Oz campaign. Um, Oz is a very astute media person because he's you know all those Oprah years have taught him how to really create a public persona, right? So he's not giving them anything to work with on that. So they just attack him for having a lot of money. And, and saying crudite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they trying to make a dilettante on this. By the way, <laughs> this is, you, you said something amazing, right? You said something about this being a job interview, and it is. And I, I am of that belief that somebody should be smarter than me if I'm paying them to do a job for me. Like you wouldn't hire someone folksy to be your lawyer or your accountant or your doctor. You would hire someone who knows their stuff. So I am of the opinion that a board certified specialist should not be a folksy or be poor. If you're, if you're that good at what you're doing, you probably should have a couple of shekels in the bank because he's a doctor. 
why are we pretending that it's somehow wrong for a doctor to be wealthy? <laughs> How many poor doctors do you know? So this is, this yeah, is we'd be worried if he was a heart surgeon and then became a celebrity TV show host. We'd be worried if he if he uh, you know was mooching off of his parents till he was forty nine. <laughs> it's class warfare, and that's the problem. I mean, and, and, and what's what's worst about class warfare is. The other side of the equation, Fetterman is running around telling everyone how he's this blue-collar guy when he's never had a union card, and I've had two. He's never had a union card. He's never physically gotten his hands dirty. He never really, you know, he can wear a card hard all he wants, but the man didn't earn or represent the people at Braddock very well. He got lucky while he was in Braddock, somehow got on a Levi's commercial, and it changed his life. (laughs) And this is... This is, you know, this is ridiculous. The yeah. man, just because the man dresses a certain way doesn't mean he is of a certain way. Because as we saw with the two Trump elections, and as we're seeing throughout the as we saw, you, you know, we talked uh, on your last broadcast, you talked about Ed Durr over in Jersey. Yeah, friend of mine. You know, hard-carrying union members aren't really about giving away the little that they have and work hard for mm-hmm. for someone who's not willing to earn it. Yeah. And that, at the end of the day, is this. And by the way, if you're not willing to earn it and then you pick up an illegal firearm and go out and try to take what's somebody else's, you need to be dealt with. And Fetterman doesn't, you know, fully, he believes in that social net and he believes in socialism and he doesn't believe in punishing crime. So why would a blue-collar union member go with the, you know, the, the, the head of the local and vote for this guy. I, it, it would boggle my mind. Final question. I could talk to you all day, Ben Manis, um, and people can read more at broadandliberty.com. But yesterday's charges, of, or I should not say charges, not criminal charges, but civil allegations by New York's attorney general condemning the entire Trump family, not just the former president. You, you get the final word in this interview. What do you say about that? Well, Trump, the Trump organization is a family business. Um, I will say, you know, read between the lines and follow the money. Um, you'll find that Tishman Spire. You'll find that uh, there's, there's a great deal. You know, the, the, um, Leona Helmsley back in the 80s. There pretty much is no commercial real estate developer in New York City who hasn't done exactly what Tish James is accusing the Trump organization of. And um, there's conflicts. So, we, you know, you started with the, the conviction of the Philadelphia police officer today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is similar in that once you've gone on the record as in, you know, you've lost your impartiality as a prosecutor and you've run on this as a political issue, the way Krasner ran on being the first DA to go after on-duty cops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is absurd. And the way that Tish James has on numerous occasions run on this this issue. And mind you, it's a civil case. You're right. Because I know people in that office who, who are very diligent investigators in the New York AG's office. So it's not, it's, it's yet again a, a waste of tax resources. The guy lives in Florida now. He, so he's no longer in New York. So it's a way to just keep putting dirt on the family, which, again, makes you wonder. It's the same with the Josh Shapiro issue. Why is the New York Attorney General, while crime in New York City, Buffalo, Rochester, I almost said Rottenchester because that's what us downstaters say, (laughs) um, Binghamton and Syracuse are at record highs. She needs to concentrate on what her actual job is and stop wasting 
the taxpayers' money on, you know, a witch hunt. And that's what this is. And I am not, uh, you know, I have personal beefs with the Trumps. This isn't, the, you know, Trump versus everyone else. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, there's, look, if you look at politics, you look at what the work that Ron DeSantis did last week, the country is ready to move forward. And it's, it's both the Biden and some of these local regimes, Shapiro and James included, who keep bringing up Trump's name. Trump, yes. Trump, Trump. And by the way, Trump, Trump, Trump. When was Trump here in Philly? He has rallies in mid-state. So it's not even, a, you know, he keeps bringing up the name because he knows he's going to get a visceral reaction. Yes. It's a false flag. Look seriously at what these folks, everyone who's got Trump's name in their mouth still, Look at their track records and what they should be doing on a day-to-day basis and then ask them at the ballot box why they haven't been doing it. And that is at the heart of this issue. Well said. Ben Manis, thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate you and I love your insights. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I look forward to talking again soon. Yes. Until next time, Ben Manis, broadandliberty.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.